It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad Yes, yes, this is Damian Lemon This is Ali Muhammad And this is In the Conversation The podcast Yeah, we are back we are back. This is day one. When it hits you, it'll be day two of Black History Year 2022. You know what I mean? We, we all the way around. Yeah, man, I thought about that. You know, obviously, it's 2022. We're a month in, but uh, just like they got Chinese New Year, mm-hmm. you know, we got Black History New Year. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right. Or, you know, Black History Year or Black Year. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But it starts at the beginning of February. And it goes on from February to February. Right. So, uh, you know, we day two in this bitch. Right. Uh, and everything is good. Everything is good. I can't be compl- I can't complain right now. You no know doubt. What I, mean? I think think Mercury about to be out of retrograde in about a week or two. I think I don't know. I've been about downtown. Really that close. <laughs> yeah. 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 But so far, been good. I don't think I've been hit. Well, let me knock on, <laughs> knock on wood. I don't want to fuck with Mercury. Nah, you That know. wasn't even wood. But uh, <laughs> we'll see. What's up with you, man? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Um, As it relates to Black History Year, I, I found out a tidbit of information that I didn't know earlier today, actually, about, okay, you know, well, about the Black Panthers, right? You know, uh-huh. the original um, idea came... You know, as far as like logo and identity um, from, you know, it's a group in uh, Alabama that was, you know, trying to, they you know, they, they gave black people the rights to vote. But then, you know, they had, you know, people going into the cities trying to get people to actually do it, you know what I'm saying, or actually run for office. So <clears throat> as they were doing this, the the white parties in the South, you know, one of the parties there, their symbol was a, a rooster. You know, so that's how they people knew who to vote for by the by the symbol. And so the lady who actually incorporated the Panther, and this is how it relates to you, took the Panther from Clark, Atlanta, from Clark College or whatever it was back then as the symbol. And then, you know, they created a, a little theme and you knew it was the black who to vote for for the black people by the Panther. And so. Wow. When the, you know, the groups and stuff started organizing, you know, then then they started, you know, using the term black power around that. And so when they started organizing in California, this is, uh, you know, apparently, you know, all of this is third party information. So, you know, bear with me with the with the facts and the research. So I just was excited to retell it. So don't get me all the way, you know what I'm saying, twisted on the on the facts. But. You know, apparently, supposedly they called out and, you know, said could they use that, you know, in, in in relation to the thing that they got, the movement that they got going on and, you know, the rest is history. Black Panther. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I'm definitely going to jump into the, the group chat with that information. So I hope it Yeah, I yeah, yeah. We m- might want to do a due, <laughs> little due diligence. <laughs> like, what, vet it beforehand? Because yeah, I'm going to have a... little okay. fact finding. Right, right, <laughs> Fact right. checking on this. Yeah. But, but that that was um you know that was some information that that came through today. That was like oh wow that's cool you know what I'm saying. That's wild. Yeah. That's wild. That means I don't understand why Clark don't use. Well, I'm gonna go fact check it. But yeah. I, if yeah, so, Clark definitely needs to be leaning on that. Right. That shit is 
That's a great little uh, piece of history. Nice little factoid to you know sell some merch for sure. But um, right, but you know, you know, at at certain point, you know, um, they took their own panther. Well, well, the the group from the south again, you know, saying they they were more on very staunchly uh, nonviolent. And you know mm. the group on the west eventually went a little more aggressive with their mm. uh, with their information. So they probably didn't want no association. But this is all speculation. Uh, this is all speculation. Got it. Got it. Got it. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna so. definitely uh, <clears throat> look into that. Yeah. Yeah. Look into uh, that. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I seen the lady's name. Um, yeah. That, that we were talking about in this meeting. Yeah, send that to me. That's a that's a nice little tidbit. Speaking yeah. of um, on you know uh, on a related note, I don't know if you've seen this, but recently there have been um, there have been uh, at least six HBCUs. Targeted with bomb threats mm-hmm. uh, as of late. I don't know if you see that shit. I don't like that yeah, shit. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, been, uh, yeah, yeah. Howard, Howard Bowie, Southern, uh, Southern University and A and M, Bethune Cookman, Albany State University, and Delaware State University mm-hmm. have been hit with these bomb threats. Mm-hmm. That's some bullshit. It could, it could some bullshit, or it could be you know copycat scenarios, or it could be you know like shit. I don't want to go to class today, you know. It <laughs> could, yeah, it could. You know they got the bomb press. I'm like, shit, I'm pull one at my school. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I don't even know how hard the bomb threat hit in the Zoom era. I guess maybe you, you know, you know what I mean. Like, what's what's going on with that? Niggas is at home on their laptops for the most part. But they, you know, the teachers and the instructors are on campus, you know, so it does affect them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Appar- apparently, the the lady who came up with using that Black Panther thing, her name is Jennifer Lawson. Um, okay. Again, so if you want to start your research there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jennifer Lawson, there's Jennifer. a there's a link that says Jennifer Lawson or history interview. And she shares her role in designing the Black Panther symbol and symbol and campaign materials for the mm. Lowndes County Freedom Organization, and then that's what mm-hmm. eventually that spawned into the Black Panther Party later on the West Coast. Yeah, okay. right. Shout out to Jennifer Lawson. That's what's up. Uh, so what's <laughs> good with you? Otherwise, what's cracking? Ah oh, man, otherwise I'm great, man. Um, you know, just out here in the world trying to put in the good work, um, you know, uh, at a good place with my projects, um, you know, feeling very inspired and encouraged out here in the world. Um, you know, sometimes you, you, you take a look at where you're at and, you know, realize that, you know, sometimes you, you're positioned just the way that you, you thought you should be positioned. And it's like, wow, this shit could be coming together. You know what I mean? And, it, you know, it's not mm-hmm. like a whole lot of things have happened and, you know, uh, transactions have taken place. But just internally inside of my own self, you know, I'm feeling like myself. You know what I'm saying? As, as you know, invented, as advertised. So, yeah. that's, that's always good. 
That's always good. So, you know. When you are who you say you are, they say. Go ahead. <laughs> right. No, nah, no. Nah, I mean, it's that's nothing specific, but, you know, it always feels good to be in tune with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and that's that's what it feel like. Yeah, you know. Uh, <clears throat> so, you know, uh, moving moving in that direction and, and and waking up with that energy, like okay, well, shit, you know, some of this because some of this stuff, you know, a lot of people, and I probably said this on here before, a lot of people, you know, be like, you know, what would you tell your younger self? You know, what I'm saying if you had an opportunity, and, and I'd be like, you know, more often I'd be trying to figure out what my younger self trying to tell me now, you know. Because mm-hmm. a lot of this shit that I that is just that I'm into that I, that I go with and try to work out, I you know came up with this shit in the ninety ninety two. You know what I'm saying? Ninety two was a great year of coming up with you know the foundation of of what I wanted out of this life. You know, so to you know this is thirty years. You know you coming up on thirty years for ninety two, and you start seeing that okay man that. That that uh twenty one that twenty year old twenty one year old was fucking on point with some shit you know what I'm saying but you don't know that at the time you just be coming up with some shit like you know this is what I want to this is how I want to ah 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 but you know it is is it's very close to you know what it should be even at even thirty years later you know what I mean so. That's, that's got to feel good to actualize, you know, actualize what you, you know, intended. You know, right. that should feel good. That's yeah. And that's that's my, one of my favorite words, actualize. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like, <clears throat> you know, the whole time, like when you work in media and music and shit like that, especially early 2000s, you know, the black audience was always sold as an aspirational audience. You know what I'm saying? We, you know, black people like to aspire and and look ahead, look look above, and try to be like and want to look like, and you know, they want to have the things that the the other other people in other classes have. And I always right. felt like something was wrong with that that positioning. You know what I'm saying? So I always was like, you know what I'm saying? Why can't we be positioned, and why can't we sell the positioning of you know as as opposed to aspiration? To actualization, you know what I'm saying? People who actually want to get shit done, actually want to get there, not look like, not want to be like, but want to actually do some shit, you know? So, you know, it always felt wrong when you hear people selling the audience that way. And and then you get 10, 15, 20 years later, and then you have a whole culture of, you know, aspirers or want to look likes, you know what I'm saying? filter wearing you know what I mean and not saying that that wouldn't happen because it would it would have happened anyway but I think you know what I'm saying as a as a creator you want to create more in this in the vein of how do we actualize and that might be boring but I think it's important what would you say like well how do you what's the difference between in your mind between aspiring and Actualization was was the well, um, point of difference. Well, aspiring is like you want this thing, which is cool, which could be a, a precursor to actualization. You know, you have this feeling mm-hmm. of what you what you want and these things that you want. You you look like in the way that it's always sold is like you know they'll show somebody like Diddy, 
and fur and the Rolls Royces and the life and the mansion. And you look at that and be like, you know, I want to buy some of those products because Diddy is wearing those products, you know. And that's what they mm-hmm. were selling as a aspiring type of culture. Um, but it's you can you can aspire and actualize. It's no it's no thing saying that you can't do both. But when it's exclusive to I just want to look like I want to have the things I want to have the the car, the house, the the chain and the things. But do those things align with, you know, what I'm saying who you actually are, what you are you know actually trying to be as a person? How do you make yourself whole? Is it just things or is it a whole a holistic approach to becoming, you know, who you want to become? And. You know, it's you know some of this stuff is like who is who uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? And mm-hmm. at the at the top of that is actualization. You know what I'm saying? You're self actualized. Like, hey, you know what I'm saying? I actually am who the fuck I I wanted to be in this world. And I'm not self actualized yet. I just feel like I'm on on that track, right? So, you know, but aspiration doesn't even take in consideration to who you are, where you are you full? Are you whole? And you know that's the that's the best way I can explain it. I don't know. I don't know the uh, the, the true scientific uh, terminology for it, but you know it just felt wrong to just wanna just to, to sell a whole culture on you want to have these things, buy more of these things, buy buy buy. And you know the nineties, late nineties, early two thousands, like urban marketing really kicked in the gear and hip hop began to take form at, at a at a multi billion dollar industry, right? And then you had these organizations and these companies that want to be a part of it. And you have people from the culture that that sell to these organizations pieces of the culture. You want a part of it, you want to be a part of this hip hop audience that buy all the shit and spend all the bread, then you need to sponsor this or you need to run this ad here. You know? And over the years, you just, you sell that, you sell that, you sell that, and then you take out the people from the culture, and then it's on cruise control. Of, oh, if we do this, the algorithm says black people will buy that shit. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that I think the byproduct of, of aspiring and, and defining a culture by their aspirations is that, you know, it just gets very um, commercialized and, you know, consumerized real easy and that's all they that's all they that's your only value is the money that you can spend on our products can you go and line up at the louis store and buy shit you know when there's another side to all this shit for everybody in their own individual space to actualize the people and the person that you are individually and then as a culture having that as being part of our culture to actually set out to achieve the things that you aspire to in a real way that is not, I'm just spending money and that's it. I hear that. I got you. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, and I don't know how much it has to do with, I'm sure there's a, a great deal that has to do with my age, but I think that, um, as I've gotten older, and I'm sure it's pandemic informed as well, but prior to that, I even started to feel this way. I think that I've become less pursuit oriented and more about the present. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like just not to say that I I don't have any goals or ambitions, but <clears throat> I may not be. They may not be uh, the ultimate driver. You know, there's still the desire to do certain things, but there is also the presence of mind to be grateful for where I am presently and Mm -hmm. indulge in the present state. You know, sometimes it could be very much like putting a lifestyle or a goal in front of you, kind of like a carrot. And it's always, well, when I get to this point, that's when I'm going to, you know, enjoy life type shit. Mm -hmm. Whereas you could enjoy life the entire trip, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, And I think, you know, obviously maybe, you know, obviously I was saying the pandemic sitting down, you know, you got more time to really be in the present because shit, you know, the future was uncertain and uh, it wasn't outside. You know what I mean? You had to really sit around what, what you have attained and, you know, what you had on deck, you know, but then also, you know, being older, I think when you're young, I can only speak for myself. When I was young, I was in very much, it was an urgency to build myself into something. So, like, you know, even when I think of some of that urban marketing and, and, and you know, those demos, those are speaking to maybe a younger demo. And it's kind of like, yo, this is what could happen. This is how you can make this happen. And this is the guide to making this happen. And these are, this is the... The, you know, this is the vision for where you could be type shit as opposed to, you know, um, you know, focus on where you at. Enjoy where you at. You know, because I think even there could be some appeal to that. But sometimes I don't know if people want to hear it at that age because I think people do hear it at that age, but they don't really take it in. Because I definitely remember a lot of older people be like, listen, you better value your youth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Better enjoy this time. This time right now where shit is uncertain. Trust mm-hmm. me, you're going to miss this. And, you know, you don't want to, especially if a motherfucker look established or even worse, they don't look established. They just look old and didn't get to, they don't fit your vision. You know what I mean? You you hear it, but you don't hear it. And uh, it's just interesting how, uh, you know, how, uh, how your perspective could change or how my perspective has changed. But, um, yeah, I've been definitely trying to, you know, uh, you know, embrace what is, you know, have some acceptance for what is, still uh, desire to do certain things, plan, you know, um, don't live so much in a blur, you know, but... Mm-hmm. um. Like, just take a moment and be like, okay, this is cool. This is all right. You know, because shit. Like, I'm grown. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, at this point, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit. I'm grown. I'm there. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I, you know, I don't think when I was 10, I was thinking about what I'm going to be when I'm 60 outside of hopefully rich as fuck. You know, right. but that was the abstract of it all. It wasn't like, at 60, well, I hope that I have this, that, and the other thing. Like, 60 sound like a 100. When you 10, you know what I mean? So, like, just to to be like, you know, there's this point where you're like, I'm grown up. You know what I mean? Like, it's not when I grow up, it's, nigga, you here. So, how you feeling? What you thinking? What you th- what's what's going on here? You know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm cool. I'm cool. You know, obviously, they could always, 
There could always be more. There could, you know, there's 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 more to, you know, I'm not done for. You know what I'm saying? But uh I'm all right. I'm doing all right. I'm having I'm in, I'm trying to really be mindful to enjoy this shit and also be present enough to realize that I got the agency to do what it is I wanna do. You exactly. know, like all of that, you know, like you live your legacy. Every, the way you live your day You know what I'm saying So shit You know How you spend your day Is how you spend your life You know what I'm saying Nah no doubt No doubt And um You know I didn't Mean to You know Go in a A whole <laughs> Tangent on On this That's what we do here But uh <clears throat> It's like You know Whether you know Or you don't know You know What the What you want At the present moment You know what I mean it's just kind of like being, I. This is how I feel right now. You know, sometimes it's just, it's just a right now feeling. You know, what I mean, you never know when that future thing is a right now thing, and everybody thinks it's just supposed to be a settled. All right, I am. I am this, and this is who I'm gonna be. It's never that because the aspiration and the actualization is is a living thing it's like it it changes it over time it could change but sometimes you keep a overarching theme to it so as a kid i didn't really know what the fuck i wanted to be or even what i wanted to do and you know what i'm saying even right now to this day i do things but i don't really like the actual occupation ain't really what I'm into, you know what I mean? It could be this, it could be, it's almost just like the occupation is just a tool to get certain things done or get certain things accomplished. Um, but some people are like, yeah, you love to shoot or you love to produce or whatever. And you be like, that's fine. That part is fine. But it's really the outcomes and the, the, the solving of certain problems or the figuring out certain pieces of life, the whole MacGyver theory, being able to live in a way where, Everything you need, you already got to get to wherever you're trying to go. So it's never like, like for, it's never, you know, you got to have all the answers. You know, all I knew when I was a kid was that I wanted to be the person who pulled the strings because that person always was important to everybody. It's like, man, we got this problem. We don't know how to fix it. Call such and such. He can pull some strings. And that person was always in a good position. You know what I'm saying? He knew where everything was at. And he knew how to fix whatever problem that was brought. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. But what we call this person, bam, 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 and it's done. I thought that was very intriguing as a kid. That really stuck to me. Like, nah, yeah, that's what I want to be. Which, that has no job title. That's not even a real thing. It's just a thing. And so, you know, and beyond that, I just always saw myself getting old. And, you know, ain't no promise on that. But I always saw that, and I always was like, you know what I'm saying, I, I want to be like a good grandfather. I want my grandkids to be like, yeah, I fuck with him. You know what I mean? So I backed into life like that. Like, okay, well, if I'm going to be a good granddad, then I need to be a good daddy. Then I need to, you know what I'm saying, if I want people to feel this way about me, then I need to move in this kind of manner. You know what I'm saying? So it's uh, it feel like, you know, from that, then you get the type of person that I've been coming up, you know. And that's all I knew. Everything else in the middle, 
you start as as the thing lives and grows, it starts, you know, building all the other aspects around it. And then as you get more knowledge and you get more life experience, you're like, okay, now I need to add this to that and this to that. Oh, and this shit going to cost money. So <laughs> I might need to get some of that. And you know what I'm saying? That type of shit. <laughs> no, I'm with it. I get it. I get it. How long you been in Atlanta? Oh, man, I've been in Atlanta since um, Friday. So you missed the, you you got out of there before the snow came, huh? Yeah, I, I left that morning um, knowing yeah. knowing that the snow was about to drop. I didn't want mm-hmm. no, no delays or nothing like that, so I just got the hell on. Mm. Yeah, man, <coughs> came down kind of crazy. Yeah, I, kinda crazy. I'm in. I'm in constant communication with it. You know what I'm saying? I had to get my oh, son yeah, out there reports? to the shovel. You uh-huh. know what I mean? And all that good stuff. So. Oh, okay. 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 Right. 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 Okay. Okay. I thought the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. 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 So you hearing the reports back? Yeah. Yeah. That shit was wild. That shit was wild. But you know, it's interesting. As this um, it's interesting about this snow situation that um, I realize. Talking about, you know, uh, being in the present and all of that, right? Snow, particularly, from my experience from this last one, you know, typically I don't really fuck with snow like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's been a long time, you know. I'm not a kid. I'm not going sledding. I'm not throwing snowballs. <laughs> you know, even though they had, like, a little snowball fight they set up at Washington Square Park, I'm not out here doing any of that type of shit no more. Mm-hmm. I look at snow and I'm like, fuck, I got to dig out my vehicle. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I know that. And uh, I know New York City, you know, New York City snow for me is beautiful for about 15, 20 minutes tops. <laughs> then it's just some shit you endure, you know. But um, what I did realize, well, not realize, but this time I... Uh, well, unfortunately, due to the, the crazy, all that snow, I had shows on Saturday scheduled. All three of them shits got canceled, which I was actually cool with. You know what I mean? Just on a, not cool with, I would love to get on stage and obviously get paid to do so. But there was also a part of me that was like, I could kind of chill. You know, I had I had design set on making some Jamaican chicken soup and shit. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like... I could really chill, and uh, but I'd already made the commitment prior to me even though there was a snow uh, snowstorm coming, and I wasn't going to cancel. You know what I mean? As much as I didn't want to go, I was like, I'm not going to cancel, but ultimately they canceled. You know, but at the one one situation, it, I, it came close. I kept thinking, should I do it? But I'm like, I'm really, really, really just trying to stick to my commitments. If I make these commitments, I'm all the way in it. It is what it is. Reason being that I didn't really want to get out there was, you know, parking is already fucked up in my neighborhood, just Mm -hmm. off the rip when there's no snow. But Mm -hmm. when there's snow, it's even worse because, you know, if you got a car, you got to dig your car out. And a lot of people like to, you know, play the lazy route and let nature dig their car out. You know, they'll just let a few days mm-hmm. go by and hopefully that snow will melt down. And, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, they'll be able to just pull out with the ease. And uh, <clears throat> fortunately, I had to go out on that Saturday night, but I definitely had to go out last night. And 
there was still a good amount of snow and I had a nice little spot, dug it out, all of that. <laughs> but I was, you know what I mean? Because that's the thing. You think about shit, I it set myself up. Be sick and, somebody uh, all off in your dugout spot. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that's the worst. You know what's the worst, what's even worse than that? Just, it's just in a matter of audacity. Uh, when you're in the middle of digging your, your car out, a motherfucker drive up to you to about, hey, you coming out? And they in a warm ass car with the heat on and shit, look, roll down the window. You coming out? No, motherfucker, I ain't coming out. I'm definitely not coming out now, just nah. out of spite. But <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I'm not coming out. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. But um, anyway, so I dug my shit out just, uh, Go do the new. I did a new joke show last night down at the uh, Fat Black Pussycat, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and a new joke show is a very quick show. You don't even you're not you know on stage really about for four or five minutes because it's really about new jokes, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I'd already committed prior to the snowfall, you know, and I was like, ah, so I really want to go out there. I got a nice ass spot, Blase Skip. It's going to be forever to find a fucking spot when I come back. Da 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 da. But I said, man, fuck this. I'm not going to be a prisoner to a snow or a parking spot because I've definitely been that too. Mm-hmm. So I said, fuck it, man. Let me just go out here. Let me trust the universe. You know what I mean? I'm on some trust the universe shit, right? So I go out, <laughs> trust the universe, uh, drive, pull out of this nice ass, you know, dugout <laughs> spot. Woo-hoo! Get up out of there. In the in the wind, go do my thing, kick it for a little bit, you know, have a good time, work out some new material. It was all fun. Get, you know, on my way back. Lo and behold, on the pull-up, I see a motherfucker pulling out. <laughs> Freshly dug out spot. I said, oh, shit. Whoop, whoop. So thank you, universe. You know, so I was like, oh, that was beautiful. Yeah, right? I see you trust it. <laughs> I'm starting to try that. I, I, double, I, I doubled to nothing on the universe today. I wanted to get some food. And uh, I was like, yo, I could just walk to the little corner store, but I had a taste for some Jamaican food. Mm-hmm. Right. When I was, I had a uh, outside. I could just walk to the corner store, and just buy some shit, go buy some bread, and just make some sandwiches or something like that. I don't want to lose this spot, but I was like, nah, fuck that. I got a taste for this Jamaican food. I want to go ahead and do this shit. Mm-hmm. I said, ah, I sat in the car for a second, second guessing the universe a little low key. And I said, nah, fuck that. <laughs> Drove, pulled up, got my Jamaican food. Woo woo. Drove back. And then uh, I see one of my old neighbors, they got their headlights on. This was an old neighbor that I always thought was a little goofy, you mm-hmm. know. They got their headlights on. They dusting the, the shit off of their shit. You know what I'm saying? They not, they in the car looking like they about to leave. So I pull up and say, hey, mm-hmm. you about to leave? They're like, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, do, I'm the motherfucker that was the motherfucker that I don't like. She's like, no, I'm not. She's like, I was like, oh, you goofy. And, I, you know, again, you know, sometimes when you got an impression of somebody and some shit that happened, it just it just reinforces how you feel. You're like, ah, you goofy motherfucker. But anyway, so boom, I spin around. Then I find that I take one more spin around. Not only two base spins, I do another spin around. Boom, a spot right there. Pulled in. Thanks again, universe. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trusting the universe in the midst of this snow shit. Mm-hmm. You know. And um that was that. You know what I mean? No, I just no, that's to a share great that story shit. because yeah, man. in that in that story is a lot of lessons. You know what I'm saying? Cause a lot of people let weather debilitate them. You know what I mean? One, mm-hmm. I ain't even going out. 
You know what I mean? Two, right. you know, for the people who, who don't understand about New York parking, is that when it snows like this, it's even less parking because when people dig their car out, they throw it in the middle of a, what would be another park. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it creates less parking spaces. And then you have to navigate getting into snow mountains, in between snow mountains, you know? Yep. And, yep. and, and then the third part of it that's even worse than the original snow is that, you know, they salt the road. So, you know, you got the salt and the snow And then you got the snow plow who will come plow the snow and it brushes the snow all off to one side, which is up against a bunch of cars. Like it just, the whole side of the street is even more snowed in because of the plow snow. And the plow snow ain't that fresh driven, soft, you know, wispy snow. It's ice because it's got salt in it. So it's like Mm. ice chunks. So it's like a mountain of ice chunks freezing your car in, entombing your car. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then you had to chip away at it like with damn near with a, a jackhammer to break up the ice to get it off your ride because the snow might be melted off the sidewalk, but then you got these ice mountains that's all up against your car. So, you know, that's the worst because if you, you, you pull out your joint out of all that, you actually, you mad. When somebody in your spot, when you see your snow plowed spot dug out, and you you down there half igloo that you done made <laughs> to get yourself out, and somebody mm-hmm. else just chilling in your igloo, you you <laughs> mad than a motherfucker inside, like ah, you know what I'm saying? You want to tow him, you want to call the tow truck, <laughs> get this motherfucker out my spot, you know what I mean? So for you to actually trust that you were gonna get a spot in that environment is a hell of a trust. That's a hell of a ask for the universe. So, which the lesson is, you know what I'm saying, there's no ask too big for the universe because the universe is vast and unlimited Mm. and infinite. So, you can use your powers to ask for whatever the fuck it is that you want. You know what I'm saying? You can ask for the Louis and the Gucci or you can ask for it all. You know what I'm saying? So that's a great uh, lesson in life. Life lessons with D Lemon. There you go. Nah, that was that was a mean that was a mean uh, interpretation, but that's true. (laughs) The universe, like, oh, that's all you want? Ain't that funny? You could hear the universe listening to your your plea. That's it. You like, oh, oh, wait, wait a minute, universe. That's shit. If you got more. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the universe Especially especially if we supposed to be in retrograde You know, good looking out I appreciate so far, so good uh, <clears throat> Yeah, man What else is going on? What you what you, what you been up to otherwise? Oh, uh, man, what have I been up to? Um, like I said, man I'm just taking in these reports from the snowstorm And, you know uh, Monitoring, you know the You know, your fatherly duties and stuff And my daughter like want to have a like a little boyfriend or something, and you know all of that is terrible. Mike want to have what? What you <laughs> mean? You know you can't you can't put you can't put to the universe that it's for real. You know what I mean? You gotta oh, you got to not half of it. Ah <laughs> oh, oh, man, yeah, she might want to have a little boyfriend. You know he, you know she invited him by the house. 
You were there or you yeah, were Yeah, yeah, I was the there end. before I left. You oh, know okay. what I'm saying? You know, okay. So it's kinda like, you know, dealing with that, like, you know, he was a you know, cool little nerdy kid. He's aight, you know what I mean? <laughs> but as a black father, you know what I'm saying, you can't none of that. You know what I'm saying? You treat them all the same. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Black father face. <laughs> right, right. Little nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Screw face. Right. Grill him? Did you grill him a little yeah, bit? A little Did bit. You, you know, you walk around, you walk around like George Jefferson a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Holler a bunch of directions. You know what I mean? Right. That type of deal. And so, uh-huh. you know, he came over after I was gone and, you know, from the snowstorm and such. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my wife, like, he came over and his boots were all wet. You know, dead, dead, dead. So what? You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, I had to give him some socks. You had to give him some socks from where? You know what I'm saying? It's a million million pairs of socks in here. Did you give him my socks is the question. Yes, I did. Uh, You know, nigga. Good socks? You you know, nigga like me gets socks for Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Of course. Like, out of all the Black Father stuff you do, you get socks for Christmas, and then this little nigga just stroll in from a snowstorm and get a pair of your socks? (laughs) I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it at all. But, you know, I, I, I go back to growing up, and, you know, this one family kind of, you know, took me in, you know, as a, you know, you one of them neighborhood kids, you know, your parents get divorced and, you know, they've been working all kind of jobs. And, you know, when my pops left, you know, my mom, she was, you know, double time and trying to keep shit together. And so you that kid that ain't got no supervision, look like he ain't, you know what I'm saying? Look like it's getting dark. You know, nobody don't want you home. Like, what's going on? So they kind of, you know, Miss Jeanette always fed me when they ate, you know what I'm saying? If they was going somewhere, she always took me, you know what I mean? So it was all good, you know. But as we got older, you know, she, you know, her husband, Mr. Chuck, he would come home from work, you know, and then, you know, all these kids around his house, you know what I'm saying? He can't even enjoy his living room because all us in there, you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes she'll feed us and then there don't be enough left for him. And then he come in like, yeah, damn. You know what I'm and as a kid, you be thinking, oh, Mr. Chuck tripping. But right. as a grown as a grown person who work and pay bills and buy food and yeah. shit, you know what I'm saying? It, it ain't even that bad on me, you know what I'm saying? But just the, when I thought about that, I was like, damn, that's what Mr. Chuck was going through every day. You know what I'm saying? So I had to kind of release my, you know, beef because it's like my man, like he was kind of relegated. Like his, 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 uh, safe space was cutting the grass or tending to the, the lawn and the, and the, and the hedges and shit. Like, like, damn, I used to always wonder why, why Mr. Chuck cut that grass every other day. And he be, he always in the yard. You know what I'm saying? He come home, put on his dickies and go straight to the yard. But that was the only place ain't nobody was going to fuck with him. You know what I'm saying? The only place nobody was at. Taking up space. Watching TV and soaking up the AC, eating up dinner. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to Mr. Chuck, man. I get it. (laughs) 
understand. So now, now that you were modern day Mr. Chuck, right? Um, (laughs) I mean, you know, you you Mr. Chuck 2022. Uh, And it's interesting because I've, you know, over the years I've heard you kind of speak about certain households that you've been to Mm -hmm. where you paid attention, you Mm -hmm. know, and then there was some of these places served as a model for how you would want to kind of live when you became a father or a family Mm -hmm. man and all of that, right? Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, you don't want to make your home but so comfortable for wannabe boyfriends. No, no, But my question is, uh, as somebody that has their own household and now you got people coming from the outside, the the nuclear family, into the Muhammad Estates, Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think... A young kid is peeping. Like, what are the, what if you could take a removed view from what you have developed mm-hmm. and kind of get in the mindset of a young cat growing up trying to gather their, you know, their world of aspiration meets actualization and they mm-hmm. walk through the foyer. What do you feel like they taking notes on? What do you think they might be impressed by? Tell us a couple things. The the thing is, you never know. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't know a lot of times what's going on in their space, what they they see is deficient, things of that nature, right? So growing up, when I was, you know, start putting together you know, how I wanted to be as a, you know, as a, how I want my family to be or my father, how to be as a father, you know what I'm saying? You know, that father, he never even spoke to me. You know what I'm saying? And he did not speak to me at all. You know what I'm saying? He gave me the dead face black father look. But it wasn't about him. It was about everybody else. It was about how everybody treated him. You know what I'm saying? That was different from what I experienced. What I experienced, you know, you got a bunch of women and, you know, they gather around and talk about the man. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, man, that motherfucker. They're like, well, God, like, this man letting you live in his house. And, you know what I'm saying? He buy all the groceries and shit. Y'all go down to the beauty parlor and talk about him. You know what I'm saying? That's, so that was the type of environment that I was around. So it was kind of like, damn, that's. But then when you get in an environment where everybody is just talking glowingly about the black father, he's like, damn, that's how I want my shit to be. You know what I'm saying? So it was it was based off of some shit I was seeing on one space and then seeing something new. Now, you know, there have been kids who come around with my sons, like they friends and stuff, and say, you know, you got the, the, the white kids that come over to Bed Stuy and, you know what I'm saying, hang out with my son, you know? And they they come in the way they comfortable. And, you know, sometimes you don't get down with how comfortable they get. You know what I mean? You got the feet up on the couch and all that type of stuff. And then you come through with the black, hey, 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 now, check, now, now, you put, keep your feet on the ground. <laughs> Shit, come on now, come on. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know. That's a frequency. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then, <laughs> so you giving them something that they're not used to. Like, wait a minute. So it's almost like, they they kind of fall in line based off of the unfamiliarity with with the base and the you know what I'm saying the aggression you know and then you, other times you got like you know the, my son's black friend that he met in preschool 
you know, he would come around. He really liked to come around because he, he liked the food. You know what I mean? He like, you know, he would, he would, he raves about the cooking that was going on. And he would go home and be like, yeah, I, I want to, you know what I'm saying, Miss Muhammad food. You know what I mean? So then, you know, it that became a thing. So it's like, because it was a escape from the, the type of food that, that they were eating at their house because it was more healthy. They had a more healthy living type of diet. And then you come mm. around, you might get a you know some cornbread souffles. You know what I mean? But it's like, mm. okay, well this is this is exotic. You know what I'm saying? And quite <laughs> delectable. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then you know that becomes a thing. So uh-huh. you never know what you're giving. You know what I mean? All you could do is live. You know you you. you you don't train like as a kid. You well, look at at you know the other grown folks that you're around, and you realize a lot of times they just they doing the best they can on the day that they doing it. You know, and and they not even really thinking about what they giving. It's just this is what got to happen. This da da da. da you know, it's like you know, even with Miss Jeanette, like even though I learned how to drive from my daddy. She taught me to fine tune in the driving without actually having to teach me. You know what I'm saying? Just watching how she drove was like, oh, okay, that's what you, okay, okay, let me add that to my, all right. You know what I'm saying? Like what you see, like what like, she, like, she teach you. Just like, you know, some people just look, check the mirrors when they about to switch lanes, right? You know what I mean? And, you know, you like mm-hmm. check your mirror. But she always looked over her shoulder. To mm. before she switched, you know what I'm saying, and you know she was a real aggressive driver. But when she was about to switch <laughs> lanes, you know what I'm saying, she she gonna look over her shoulder, which I never really, you know, they they might say that, but not in the way of how she she executed. So I'm like, oh, that's important, you know what I'm saying. So when you start driving, and you check your mirror, but then you check over your shoulder, and you might see something that you missed in the mirror, and. Mm-hmm. And I, I still do that shit to this day. I don't trust the mirror all the way. You know what I'm saying? I, I check over my shoulder because that's how Miss Jeanette did it. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes just being in the space, you learning without nobody ain't teaching you itself or through just motion and experience. All right. I hear that. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. So you can't really... You don't really know what you're unintentionally putting out there. You don't nah. know what these people will pick up. Uh-uh. But if we were to take it a step further, because, you know, people stage their homes. Mm-hmm. Not, not even when they're just selling them, but, you know, just in general, and there's a certain way you live, right? Mm-hmm. What do you feel like, maybe it's not being picked up for, but what do you feel like either you deliberately try to present or even share when you have people in your home, especially younger people that are, you know, on their way to becoming adults. Is there anything that you share, anything that you well, deliberate about, like, you only know, thing, presenting? Only thing I'm deliberate about, I'm not deliberate about presenting certain things or, you know what I'm saying, even, you know, posting certain stuff so other people could come in and see. I ain't, I ain't really there yet, you know what I'm saying, as far as that is concerned. Um but as far as like entertaining, like you know, some people's shit is built for entertaining. My shit ain't necessarily built for that just yet. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's cool when you come in, everything cool, comfortable, woo woo woo. But some people have touch points. Like you come into the foyer, then it's a this and it's a that. 
you know what I'm saying? We got these kind of chotskis, you know what I'm saying, that represent this. And, you know what I mean? Nah, it ain't that yet. But mm-hmm. when you come into my space, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, it's going to be a lot about, you know, relating from a human perspective. So, like, with, with, with this particular kid, you know what I'm saying? It's something that my pops used to do. You're going to hit them with the, you know what I'm saying? What you thinking? What you, who you trying to be? Like, you know, what, 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 what's, what is it like? Where you coming from? You know, you getting into their head, getting the baseline of the type of kid this is. You know what I'm saying? Oh, mm-hmm. I want to be this when I grow up. Like, some people can't answer that at all, but some people try. You know what I mean? You know, and mm-hmm. you, you know, sometimes they just give you what the, the best thing that they know to give a grown person when they, but then you get some people who 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 kind of know something, you know, mm-hmm. and and then that tells you small things about a person, and then you know that's telling them small things about you and the things that you feel are important, and mm-hmm. you know the the types of conversations that you want to have, and you know like say you might go some some places and that shit gonna be a, a wild out great time comedy, you know what I'm saying? It could be. Gossip, it could be, you know what I mean? It could be all kind of shit going on. But if you come into my space, like, just on a random or, or, or any given day, you know what I mean? It's That's not going to be the baseline. The baseline going to be pretty much the type of shit you hear me talk about here, you know what I mean? And and that's just who I am, and and you're going to get that kind of feel. You know, some, mm-hmm. some people might not be onto that. You know, like, when I grew up, there was a stretch where there was no cable. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was like a long stretch with no cable. So you come to my crib, that shit going to be like a conversation house. There ain't going to be no TV watching. You know what I'm saying? Nothing to to uh, pad the time with. You know? It's, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's how my pops had the house. It wasn't set up for entertainment. But if you want to come philosophize, then, you know what I mean? We could do that. And... And I guess that that kind of stuck, like, cause that's that's what you see. That's the type of communication that you hear around you. You know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, I feel deficient in my entertainment portion. But again, that's that's just my default. Nah, but okay. So getting to that, cause I, you know, I'm trying to set the stage for it, right? Okay. And I'm just thinking about my own experiences coming up going to certain people's houses but when you saying you having these so what you're trying to do these like more philosophical conversations what's the setting are you are, are you like are they in, on a couch is yeah, there like an armchair are you nah, in an armchair nah. they in an armchair like what's the vibe like <laughs> what's it looking like no cause I'm let me just say this before you go first no cause I'm just gonna tell you when you were a kid it's very, like, I remember going to certain people's houses in the dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. So I went to my man Skeeter D house, right? He Colombian, you know what I'm saying? So, like, the household is different. Like, the grandmother's there. She might be cooking, you know what I'm saying? The, the moms or the pops might be there, but they might be coming in from work. But, you know, like, sometimes we either in the kitchen, and that's a different vibe. But, like, if we're in the living room... Pops or his moms would come in and she'd sit in a chair across from us and she would like, you know, not grill us, but definitely sit there and in t- have a real conversation mm-hmm. with you, like a real conversation, like where you like, not like, you know, sometimes I go to my other homie's house, 
Now in my man D house, they might we might be in the living room. Mom's might come in from work. She tired from work, so she just popping in, you know what I mean? Showing her, hey, hey, what's going on? How y'all doing? It's a real quick one. It's a check-in, but it's a quick. We ain't sitting down with you. We looking on y'all kids. Yo, all right, bet, bet. That's what's up. Good to see you. I'm about to do me. You know what I mean? Where sometimes when you see it and it feels like it feels like a, a 60 minutes interview, you gotta mm-hmm. get your posture together. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious. No, it's definitely a 60 so, minutes interview. Okay, you know bet, what I'm saying? Bet. I'm definitely in a side chair, you on the couch. Okay. Um, or it might so be right on the panel front discussion stoop like your, Carson. You know what I'm saying? You might just be on the front stoop. And you know what I'm saying? It happens on a stand-up tip. Uh, you know. Um but prior to entry, is it a you gotta answer some or, questions or might before just you even be an outside scenario where they just okay. gonna sit on the stoop. You know what I mean? It's talking about, you know, I got, you know, my my sons and you know, they friends. And then, you know, mm-hmm. it's different friends you got different kinds of relationships with, you know. Some of got like the basketball guys, you know, it's more of a relaxed, you know, I ain't now you good, like you know what I'm saying, what you thinking, you know, boom, boom. And then, you know, it's that. Um but it's definitely a sit down, sixty minute style uh, situation. It's it's gonna be brief. I'm not gonna spend a whole lot of time with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna get the information that I need, and you know, understanding of, of where where everybody coming from, and then I'm gonna take it. From, I'm gonna keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna get out of the way for right. real, and yourself for you know, if, you know, I gotta check in, make sure everybody on their p's and q's. That's that's when the power of the black dad voice come in. All right, mm-hmm. all right, everybody good? <laughs> okay, now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now you know, you know, that type shit. Right. But yeah, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah, shit. Huh? All right. I'm there sweating. You know, I feel like know. I'm on the 60 Minutes interview. <laughs> nah, no, yeah. we just having a conversation. <laughs> Shout out to Miss Jeanette. You know, it just made me think about, because you were saying she'd be looking over her shoulder before she merged. Uh, I adopted this shit. I don't know where I found out about it first, but they call it a Dutch exit. Like when you in your car mm-hmm. and you about to step out of your car before you open your door, you hold your, you know, you hold the, the door handle and not only do you just look out the window, but you mm-hmm. look over your shoulder, you know, mm-hmm. see what's coming because in Amsterdam or whatever, they got so many motherfuckers on bicycles right. that when you open your door, motherfucker, bang, bang, bang. So they call that a Dutch exit just to make sure that there's nothing there. And I ever said to motherfucker, ever since I found that out, I've adopted that shit. Like, that's part of my little move around. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I understand how you could pick up something and it becomes part of the repertoire real quickly. Right. Anyway, uh, I know you had a stretch with no cable, but uh, <laughs> that's over now. So right. I know uh, with that said, <laughs> it's only one more thing to do. Shit, and that's I- to talk about this motherfucking power. <laughs> shit, I still uh, like that guy. I ain't had a cable in... At least ten years. Well, you know what I mean. Well, you got the apps. Yeah, I got, got the apps. Definitely got, yeah, got, yeah, got yeah. services, but right, right. You got a streaming. Yeah, you got a streaming. Yeah. Shit. Before that, it was a uh, shout out to DC to BC. You know what I'm saying? Before I had this, mm. before the streamers was around. Wow. He, he, wow. he was the stream wow. service. You know what I'm saying? Wow, Not that's that a bad. throwback. Uh, DC to BC oh, had all man. the shows on. On Smith's ass yeah. next day. 
Man, DC <laughs> to BC. Wow, that's a throwback. Hell yeah, them. There used to be a site called Side Reel that I used to fuck uh-huh. with. There's a couple of those sites where um, Mega Upload was heavy too. You get a good 72 minutes, so you had to wait like 25 minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, those were uh, all those were alternative streaming services. Mm-hmm. But yeah, shout out to them. You are appreciated, man. Yeah, yeah. I just looked it up see if they were still around. He he say R.I.P. to D.C. to B.C. But um, yeah. my man name is Super Modi, S-U-P-E-R-M-O-D-I. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he became a promoter and all kind of shit. But I think he was doing that when he was in college. Streaming, right. streaming the shows for everybody, and um, I, I show did appreciate them because I was a a cord cutter. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Early cord cutter. Yeah, nah. A lot of them cats, they've uh, you know, shout out to the blog era in general. You know, mm-hmm. it's very much reminds me like the graffiti world because a lot of them, you know, went by handles. Mm-hmm. You know, and then um, you might meet them later on in life. And you may meet them outside of the blog context. So, you know, you might not even realize that you talking to such mm-hmm. and such from whatever, whatever dot com to one day kicking it, talking shit. They'd be like, yeah, man, I used to run a little site called such and such. You're like, wait a minute. That was you. That's little. like a motherfucker. Somebody, <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> I was watching Breaking Bad due to your site, my guy. That's good looking out. Yeah, Hell yeah. yeah. Another round of drinks. Yeah, shout out to- It's the least I could do. Yeah, shout out yeah, to uh, Shamardine Reed. was a London mm-hmm. blogger that it was like, you know, I didn't know about blogs until I came across their blog. And then it was what was tripped out about it was that what we were doing in New York, they had the same thing going in London. But, you know, of course, in their own way with their own music. But it was always interesting to see, like, damn, they they the same kind of people as this particular group. You know what I'm saying? And it, it just right. lets you know that the world is so small. And then that, um, you know, that a lot of the people who are doing certain things in this in this new day and age are all still kind of connected. They all found each other via mm-hmm. these internet spaces. And it, that was my first time seeing globalization as it, as it started to come together. That is as far as my understanding of it. And so, you know, and then you watch people grow and to do other things. She, you know, like a little tech mogul right now. So it's all mm-hmm. crazy. A little tech. No, I mean, I ain't going to say little because <laughs> what she's doing is a big deal. A little tech. But, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, I hate, you know what I mean? I don't want her to get it twisted like it's a little no, thing. It's like she's doing right. big shit. That's all. I just, right, right, right. Want, without right, saying doing big shit, that's just, you know, the black way of saying <laughs> shit sometimes. Right, when, right, 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 when it's hard to surmise, you, you're, trying to, you're trying to manage the expectation. You know what I'm saying? You can't be like, you're a big old tech mogul. And you're like, I ain't no goddamn Steve Jobs or nothing. But you know what I mean? Right. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, like, man. Tech mogul. I might, have to, I might have to cut that part. Oh, man, don't do it. You know what it is. Yeah, you say, go home and get your fucking shine box. But uh, <laughs> what I'm going to say? Uh, I'll say this, too. That'd be a hell of a nice little cool uh, piece of content behind the blog on some old behind the music shit. Just motherfuckers mm-hmm. that used to run these blogs back in the day that mattered very much right. to a community that they might not have even 
you know, realized how far mm-hmm. the reach was. You right. know what I'm saying? These people showing their faces finally. Yeah, you know, I was the one behind such and such. Nah, that's a, but, uh, just gave away a good idea. Hey, man, that's what we do sometimes, dog. If I ain't going to do it, it's in the world. And again, I trust the universe. Right. I'm out here trusting the universe. Right, right, right. You and I, never mind. Um, Anyway, yo, so let's get to, uh, speaking of universe, let's talk about this power universe. Right, right, right. And, uh, Episode 9, I forget what it was called, Fair Fight or something like that, but Episode 9, we won away from the season finale. A lot of shit went down in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how you want to jump into this? I mean, this? I, I wanna think wanna you should kick it off, because yeah, I, I, okay. I got shit to say. But Okay, I well, like shit, we ready. Shit up. I like how you set shit uh, up. All right, well, let me run through some of my, my little notes. And then, you know, you're going to give your notes. takes. And then we're going, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I went down. You know what I'm saying? I've been, I've been you know, because a lot of people fuck with our, our recaps. There's people out there. There's a, a Power Universe recap universe, too. Mm. And uh, I want us to be amongst some of the best. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right, seen right. these motherfuckers be going for it. Yeah, man. But anyway, it opens up. There's an all-star game of the dead. You know what I mean? As, um, everybody except ghosts. All of the, all of some of your dead favorites. People that you forgot. Like, oh shit, right? They go right. They go Raina. Oh Raina. Old Keisha. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? There's old such and such. You know, Cotty died fresh through. You know all of that. I, I was wondering uh, why Fifty had that picture that had Raina in it. I'm like, damn. What, what, what kind of season was that? But, um. I see now why why that picture existed because she came back. What was that on his Instagram or something? Yeah, yeah, he had made a post with a, it was okay. like a, with a group with all of them together. So, I'm oh like, okay, I thought right. it was like yeah. a rap party or something, but I was like, Raina ain't even on this show. But okay, whatever. Right, right. Raina came back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, she it was. It was good to see her too. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> oh shit, I forgot. You don't forget all about her. Right. She took. You know, she went out. She went out. Um. So that was that. Then uh, there was, you know, uh, there's just some of my little takes. I saw when Mecca Thug came for his fingerprint, you know, that made me think, damn, nigga, how strong is Mecca? Because he had one hand choke Kane up with just one arm. You know what I'm saying? Kane could not get up out of the shit, which was a little interesting to me, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I seen that. Realize Lorenzo don't really see you as a business partner if you got a vagina. He look right past <laughs> you. He didn't see. He don't see Diane. He don't see it for Mo, Monet. Like it's just really Drew and Kane. Those are his dudes that he's fucking with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no matter how how much you present, how much you bring to the table. Ah, nah, sorry. You know. Um, as always, we already know these courtroom scenes are ridiculous. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But. Um, you see these shits, they they are so ridiculous, but it was funny to see Thrake, you know, see Tate throw his brother under the bus lovely. <laughs> <laughs> like he got no he is ruthless fuck. as fuck. He that is a real deal politician. Fuck. He threw his brother, he threw he did it in the in the disguise of a shout out. I wanna say peace to my brother who's a hard working police officer out there in the game, giving me inside information that he didn't want shared in front of this courtroom, but here we go. <laughs> but uh that was whack. Um I saw, you know, Zeke, if Zeke is worried about not looking 19, 
he probably shouldn't be in the bar drinking a beer. That don't well, make no fucking sense. I mean, the nigga uh, has discovered he's 23. It's all good. <laughs> right, but he still should be kind of low key, right? Until he gets drafted, he kind of got to play it, kind of play it on the on the hush. And it was but depressed. It is what it is. Of course, but you can get that shit to the house. You know what I'm saying? Get you a little drizzly or something like that. Do this shit indoors. You know what I mean? Do a backyard boogie. Don't do it front and center <laughs> at a sports bar. You a, a fucking NBA hopeful, mm-hmm. supposedly 19 years old with an IPA on tap. <laughs> you know what I mean? In the middle of this crowded ass bar. Look crazy. Um, I don't understand how Diane got the location to the lock boxes on the roof. I don't know. All I know is they showed oh, her she, cracked the laptop used, open. She used Tyreek. She got the app. I mean, she used the the QR code from Tyreek's phone. But I thought that was a little later when she got the QR code. She got no, the she QR did. code. She got it when she was in the room. No, but she saw. But that was after she showed Drew that the things was on um on the roof. Nah, they went after she got the code. They went to the roof after that. And then no, 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 no. I'm saying no, but she showed Drew. They mm-hmm. were sitting on the couch at the house. Mm-hmm. She showed Drew where the stash was on mm-hmm. her laptop. Right. She was like, yo, because that's when they made the plan. She was like, you got to get the card key from Everett, and I'm going to get the QR code from Tariq. Mm-hmm. So, so what y'all understand? my thing, how does she know about the 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 stash spot location? I think where did she, she get that information from? No, nah, I remember she was up there on the roof with Tariq before. Remember it was like uh, he had, he took okay. he took his new girl to the old girl spot. Remember? Right. Yeah. Right. Cuz he had he had Diane oh, up there. Right. Yeah. You know right. What and he did show her. He did yeah. show her. Okay. Yeah. All right, bad bad. There to go. Um so there's that um I don't know Zeke so Mecca told Zeke, "Yo, look, I'll pay for you to get a private coach." You know what I'm saying? So you go to the NBA. And then in the next scene, Zeke tells Mecca and Monet, "Look, when I go to the NBA, I don't want to have nothing to do with you." I don't understand how you think that's going to happen if he just going to pay your way to get into the NBA and you think you're going to just duck off. That ain't he's a slow one. Um <laughs> What else is there? I got I got quite a few things I'm talking about. All right. Trace is a clown. We knew that. That's uh, Brady's brother. He's a cornball. Uh, he's a clown more so than a cornball. Uh, I, I thought no wonder why Jenny Sullivan and Sachs are smashing because they both take L's. They take massive L's. It's just like that's all they do is just they, they show up to catch an L. Jenny, every time she comes to the courtroom, it's like, Fucking Davis just dunks on her. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, Tariq did Braden dirty. We knew that, but you know what I mean. Like I kind of, I felt Braden this time, man. Like you know, he he explicitly said, "Dog, just don't throw my family under the bus." You know what I mean? Like just don't take the photo. I know, you know what I mean. I know you got a lot of shit going on, and you know, I know you the kind of guy to find a solution and out of find a way out of no way. So if you would. Please, out of respect for me and my family, my white family trying to make it, could mm-hmm. you not throw them under the black, you know, the blackface bus? But Tariq was like, fuck it. So, uh, you know, I mean, Braden, who knows? He might testify. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diane, we talked about Diane. I'm calling her T.O.D. because she's tears on demand. Her <laughs> shit, she's, she's iller than Issa. Her shit, I don't know. She looked down and her shit was just... 
It was flowing with tears. It was official. I was like, God, she's official. <laughs> Made him run out the room, go get a water. She got all his information that fast. Um, I like how Bleacher Report had the entire press conference, Zeke's entire press conference in the group chat. Mm. Everybody got the fucking text at the same time. <laughs> Zeke looked like an idiot. You know what I mean? Zeke also looked like an idiot during the shootout when they shooting. Everybody's shooting at him. And then when Mecca starts shooting, that's when he first covers his head. But then the other thing that I noticed was when he about to move, Monet grabs him. Now, this is a motherfucking NBA hopeful. I don't know. I think he's at least a, a, a four. You know what I'm saying? Like, she grabbed her one arm and throw this nigga right back into the dumpster, like, with the mean force. Mm-hmm. I just want to see Monet and Mecca arm wrestle because they both got real <laughs> strong arm strength. Just want, You know what I mean? I just want to see what they're going to do with it. Uh, Effie and Tariq eating ramen with chopsticks and a fork. That's just some shit that poked, that just stuck out to me. That's not just a little observation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Effie called Lauren a snitch, then immediately snitched to Kane about Lauren. But you well, you called it Effie's a snitch. Effie's was that. a snitch from the other season, right, from, from the, the other sh- part of the choked. universe. She she yeah. uni- she universe jumped as a snitch anyway. Right. You know what I'm saying? And she kind of seemed like she got that snitch off her because she's coming hard at Lauren for being a snitch. Like we all forgot she's a snitch. But anyway, right. all right, we'll keep going. Hold on. I'm going to let you cook. Nah, let me man, finish I up. Let I me get through. Nothing, um, jump nothing. in here and there. All right, but, uh, uh, so we said that. I think, and I could be wrong, but it seemed as though, I don't know, maybe opening up to the point to where Effie might fuck around start messing with Kane. Maybe Effie already is in Kane's pocket. Maybe that's the whole point, that she's aligned with Kane. That's what I think. I don't even mean was. just. I don't even think just messing with him on the business tip. I'm thinking he, you know, what I mean, they about to get on their, on their personal too. That might be fine. Uh, <clears throat> that could be. I was wondering when did Braden get the bullet holes in his car fixed? You know, because he just pulled up. His shit was non, perforated anymore. Um, Braden rich man. Yeah, but you know, like he moving around. Like the family has no idea. I guess I guess he getting the shit done. Maybe off on the black more. Maybe he took his shit to fucking Liberty Ave. I don't know. All right. So um, when did uh? Okay. So Mecca had Kane on house arrest, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> Monet just asking for a photo of Mecca is kind of funny because Monet's well, very diligent. She don't right, fuck but, with nobody. Go but, ahead. But at the same time, she knew it was already kind of a sticky situation by the way that Kane was handling it. So she really didn't have no you know latitude to ask Kane. For no picture uh, of the plug. You know what I'm saying? That would have been kind of weird. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Uh, <clears throat> Tariq asked Braden to pick Lauren up. Didn't know where he was. Then immediately texts Lauren that Braden is right outside. No, he said Braden, <laughs> Braden going to pick you up. He didn't know Braden was outside yet. No, if the text says Braden is outside now. And she walks right outside and Braden is right there. He ain't know where Braden was. You know what I'm saying? Did it say Brayden was outside? I thought it said Brayden. Brayden's going. Brayden's on the way to pick you. Brayden's going to pick you up now. No, Brayden's going to pick you up now. Yeah, but he didn't know Brayden was right outside. That's why Brayden was looking like that. You know what I'm saying? No, but that's my point. Why? Why she ain't say yo? Why he ain't texted yo? Brayden's on his way or some shit. He ain't know Brayden was outside the spot. But you know that's power universe shit. But anyway, that's that's you know these. Some of these shits are like real little small things. But then again, um, you know what I'm saying, before you move off of that particular point, 
My yeah. belief is that, you know, of course we know Tariq is Ghost's kid. Mm-hmm. I believe that Tariq already knew they was going to be trying to kill her, and he didn't want to have to do it. And so mm-hmm. he set it up in a way where it would get done without him being involved at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, fair enough. I mean, you know, Tariq is definitely, you know, he, he knows that motherfucker's resourceful. Uh, <laughs> Mecca, a.k.a. Dante, is a big-ass snitch. The goat <laughs> of global snitching. I <laughs> like that. That was funny. Uh, a million dollars is a meg. I've never heard that term before. Have you ever heard somebody nah. com- call them? Um, say, what you want, two megs? And I was nah. like, what the fuck? Kind maybe of, that's some, you know what I'm saying? Maybe that's some snip, snitch terminology, some global, yeah, right. global extortionist yeah. terminology. Exactly. Um, Lauren is on the run, but she sleep in the car with a dude she caught on a wire. That don't make too much sense. Um, that was weird to me. She's dozed <laughs> off. This she got this mother. The reason she on the run, never mind. She should have known better. Uh, Effie and Braden playing good car, bad car. I thought that shit was funny because when when Braden was about to let her go walk it off to the, to the fucking bus stop, mm-hmm. Effie pulled up in the black car, the murdered out car with the pistol and uh, gave her, I don't know if she pistol whipped her or she snuffed her. Either way, she put Lauren right back to sleep in the passenger seat. Yeah, um, but again, now did Effie already know is like if she was going to be on the move with Braden because Braden knew he couldn't do it? Could have been. Could have been because they with, had that little moment. Go ahead. The, the, the bag of money that he gave her, you know what I'm saying, seemed to calm her down, but it looked like Effie rolled on away with that bag. Oh, Effie definitely kept that bag. And she looked at him like, yeah, fam, I'm yeah. keeping this. I think It looked was, like a moment where it looked like she was going to toss it back to him, but she was like, nah, I threw that in the back seat and kept it moving. I, it looked like it was all together. Like, you know what I'm saying? Done so sweet Could've it had been. to be a plan. And, you know, that's that was my thinking. Could have been, could have been. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Cause I got okay. So Effie kept the cash. Tariq sleeps hard for a cat that got so much going on. But I guess he be moving so heavy when he awake. But that motherfucker was all the way dead ass sleep when Effie walked in, which and made she me got a also key? wonder. That's what I was like to say. When did Effie get a key? Right. Nobody else got a key, but Effie got a key. Like she, you know what I mean? <laughs> Playing half on the. On the tui- on the fucking tuition on the rooming board, yeah. she pulled up. Um, my question, uh, uh, and I'm curious is, did Effie kill Lauren? You know, mm. like, because uh, this is the thing, they didn't show it, and I feel like Lauren. Has first of all, Lauren and Effie standoff. You know, you got the little snuff or whatever, but the that shit's kind of been brewing for a little while. Like, I don't really see power just fucking burying a payoff that could be so good. Lauren been on the show since the beginning. Obviously, it's only second season, but you know, like. The kill, like, you know, we've always seen most of the kills. Only kill we didn't really see, and it might still reveal itself, was the Cotty Dodd situation. But, you mm-hmm. know, like, so we seeing Effie coming in, you know what I mean? Long, you know, long evening from killing, I guess. Take off a little killer sweatsuit and jump into bed with Tariq. Mm-hmm. But 
Did she kill Lauren? I'm assuming yes. I'm hoping that they do a flashback situation because I just feel like it don't really make no sense that we don't see what happened. But you know mm. also, you know, loose ends, power is very deliberate about these loose ends. So, like, again, um, until, until they dead, they dead. It's like my man in um, Raising Canaan. What was my man's name? Canaan? Um, no, not Canaan. <laughs> or even Canaan. But um, no, what was my man's name that got shot? The kid that fought uh Canaan. And then they they dropped this motherfucker off in front of the crib. I was twisted. Scar, I forget his name. Whatever mm-hmm. the fact. The right. cat, one of um Rocky's runners. Then we found out he wasn't dead a little later on. Oh, you you um, were raising Canaan. I, I done fucked all the way. I'm all the way back in power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, nah, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Was Givenchy the presenting sponsor of this episode? I don't know if I felt like every motherfucker had something from Givenchy on. And then uh that's it. That's all my shit. I start I finally started following Courtney Kemp on Instagram and then tonight. She gonna do a little. She does recaps each mm-hmm. week. You know what I mean. I be missing them recaps. So she gonna do a little recap on Instagram. So I'm gonna check it out. She might speak to the Effie Lawrence situation. But I, at this moment, it's still outstanding in my mind. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, <clears throat> what are your thoughts? Where you at? Well, with it? let's go. <clears throat> I'm, you know, I'm of the guys that if you didn't see them die, they ain't dead. Um, so agreed. So you know. We'll see what that's all about. Maybe Effie cut her own little side deal, extortion deal or something. I don't know. Who knows? Um, I think Tariq knows exactly, like I said, what's happening and and how people move. And he's playing chess with everybody so that, you know, certain moves can be made. Um, um, I feel what what I'm not understanding is, you know, why Monet... Uh, so desperately wants um, Lorenzo dead. So, mm. you know, man, I'm trying to figure that part out. You know what I mean? Because, like, she went from, you know, living with him and, you know, holding it down to he need to be dead. It's like, okay, you know. He kind of he kind of cut her out the business, though, even though she's trying to retire. But he definitely cut her out of the she ain't on the the board of directors no more right but she didn't want to be either so yeah but i think she wanted to go out on her own volition she right, kind of got dead? demoted i mean sometimes she got like, out know, he, he gonna... kicked out like it ain't like you know what i'm saying she on the run but okay mm. i mean I, it's probably a reason knowing power it's mm-hmm. probably some mm-hmm. reason like right. we we we're, we're gradually getting the story so right we now know yeah, she was sixteen. Got sent sent down south down south to have a baby, and right. you know popped back up. You know, sixteen again. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. It still leaves a lot of questions. Still don't understand like why after you've you're grown that you know what I'm saying that story couldn't be told. Like you know, when I was sixteen, I had a baby. That that that's what it was. So mm. it's something with her and Lorenzo where she still look again, she lied to him in their old relationship. So it's something, a reason why she's holding back from him and she wants some guilt. So Yeah. Um I don't know what that is, but it's whatever. You know what I'm saying? Kane 
you know, he throwing his daddy like he's throwing his daddy to the wolves too. And he had that statement of, yeah, we got our own issues, blah, blah, blah. You know? So mm-hmm. is that just by his dad not trusting him to be the number two or, you know, I don't know. It seemed like everybody's a little slick and slickery in this in this negotiation. Um so, you know, uh Lorenzo, as far as, you know, being in the room tearing shit up, you know what I'm saying? Is he heartbroken? Like, what's going on with him? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's what's really happening? Is he doing that because of the 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 relationship or his status in business? I don't think at that point he knew that it wasn't no more dope. And mm-hmm. and even then, it's like he a hustler. Like he should be working on a new plug. You know what I'm saying? Um, but. So I'm trying to reconcile how why he's so um, manic and tearing shit up and throwing shit up against the mirror and shit. Maybe uh, he found out that chain was fake. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, shit! Shit turned his neck. Dude. Oh God! I don't know, God. So you know, um, and then you got you know Tyreek who's just coasting through a murder trial and, and school and, you know what I'm saying, dealing dope in front of everybody. Smooth. Sm- smooth operator, ghost too. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I uh, I missed a little bit when he was looking at the window at his, at his little sister. So mm-hmm. I, I missed that little right. part. I missed that little part and why the dude said that wasn't a good idea. So I got to go back. Well, go ahead. I think it's just he just, you know, he almost got caught, you know what I mean? And almost disrupted whatever was going to go on. Mm -hmm. She safely transferred to a happy home, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever. And if if she'd have looked out and saw it, that would kind of cause some distress. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know if it goes deeper than that. I wouldn't be surprised if Tariq get his sister back at the very end. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, finally. You know, grandmoms is fresh off of rehab and they get a whole new house, you know. Mm-hmm. Nothing is impossible, but right. it looked like, you know, it looked like they they were, you know, it looked like the homie was just like, you're doing too much. You know right. what I'm saying? You ain't need to stand like that, but go ahead. And then we, you know, we get to, you know, um, him, Diane, like, you know, this man negotiates like ghosts. You know, he, he negotiates with the most dangerous snitch in the world. Like nothing, uh-huh. but Diana, right. you know what I'm saying, <laughs> duped his ass in three seconds flat, you know what I'm saying, with, with some Issa Rae uh-huh. tears, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, dog, like that. <laughs> you look gullible. I mean, he, for some reason, he's he's a little soft when it comes to his, his women around Ladies. him, you know what I'm saying? Like. At some point, you you you're thinking that he's like a player and he got it all under control, but at every turn, you know what I mean, he's slipping. He got right. Effie right. in there, you know what I'm saying. You got Lauren with the wire, you know what I'm saying. You got Diane in there with the fake tears and right and shit. That's the cause of all of his commotion. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the you same. You figure he learned some shit from his moms, you know, well, from his daddy. Because, no, that was well, a cause of all dad his daddy to stay commotion, on point. too. Yeah, but, you know, like, just to not dismiss none of these women around you. Not, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, 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 yeah, he's got a blind eye 
And that don't make no sense because Tasha is really who explicitly taught him the game. Like, Ghost was who he watched and he's modeling himself after. But Tasha was the one that was like, all right, you want to get down? This is what you're going to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and that seems to be kind of a tradition in the Power Universe, even with Rocky and Kanan. All mm-hmm. right, you want to get down? This is what you're going to do. You know, mm-hmm. so, but it's interesting that that's all lost on him. But go ahead. I will say this. When when Kane was making his uh his his goodbye call. What, oh man, to his dramatic. Mama. Go, yeah, 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 man. Go ahead. I didn't want to see him leave the show. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. man, we like I like Kane to be in the show. You right. know what I'm saying? He he serves right. a, a decent purpose in this show. And Lee came right. along. He did nothing but help try to help the program at every turn and fucked up, but hey, no. Shit. And he wild. He, right. He's he's action. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. got the best clothes and the best car. Like shit. <laughs> 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 Felt kind of oh, away man. when Kane was making his uh go away speech. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. so we come down to this face off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it, you know, in any other shows in the in the universe, it would be two powerful characters, dangerous in their own way, coming to the moment of truth. And then, you mm-hmm. know, you got this big, powerful global snitch with a, mm-hmm. a whole closet full of guns. And you got Tariq. <laughs> no car having, bouncing, teleporting from... Manhattan to Queens with no time flat with nothing on his side but a lot of wit and, and inherited slickness. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And a lawyer that he paid with with a with a diamond, with a, I don't even know what kind of ring that was, with a super-powered gemstone ring. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That shit was out of a superhero movie. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, he know he know that he on the way. Boom, boom. He quickly figure out his out. Take a picture of this. Send it to to the plug. He gonna come back with the info. This man come in there. He break his ass down in two seconds flat. Man. Oh, you gonna rat on me? <gasps> what do you mean, Tariq? You know what I'm saying? Tariq break his ass down and ask for two mil. You know what I'm saying? He he had a number. He was ready. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he go from being a target to, you know what I'm saying, being owed $2 million. Dollars, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, I seen one thing that said, uh, you know, Tyreek and Kane ain't the same. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. Kane been getting bitched by Mecca all season. First time he meet mm-hmm. Tariq, <laughs> Tariq, he owe him $2 million. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Hilarious. <laughs> so, so you know, young ghost is doing a whole lot of ghosting. You know what I'm saying right now, mm-hmm. and and he got everybody hands dirty. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody clean no more. So he got a whole lot of um, plausible deniability in all of these new recent crimes, even the old ones, except for the professor. Mm. So. It could go any way for any one of them. It's, you know what I mean? But Tyreek could come out clean. It looked like his case about to get dismissed. Right. Um, thanks thanks to see. thanks to his homie Tate. Yeah. Oh, 
blackface. But then, you know, yeah. Brayton is still the wild card of Brayton. Yeah. Well, you see in the preview, they show Brayden coming into the courthouse. Mm. Um, this is my thing. I don't know if Brayden is going to flip on him. I wouldn't be surprised. I would be surprised, but I wouldn't be that upset. I hate to say it. I feel like Brayden just asked for that one thing. Dog, please, just respect that. Mm-hmm. We supposed to be, you know what I mean? Like, Tariq right. don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so then, then he tried to give one of them old played out speeches. I had to save my yeah. family. Nigga, you ain't got no family family left, bro. Where's your family? All your family gone. Bob, you is trying to save yourself. You ain't talked to your moms in forever. You don't know where she at. You killed your father. Your your sister's dead. Your little sister's over here with a new family. Your grandmother got thrown in rehab. You listen. You ain't fucking with none of these people. What are you talking about? I just want to keep what we got going on. Anyway, but I... This is my I got a I got a thought by based on what you said. I wonder if Effie tucked Lauren away to uh come back, take the stand, and get Kane up out of there. Mm. I don't know. Maybe. And then if we get Kane in jail, that's a new dynamic. Gives him something now to, you know what I mean? Because then you don't really get him off the show. Mm-hmm. He behind bars. He become like the new two-bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like just a little bit more. Because he already, he's never fucked with Tariq. Mm-hmm. So he got even more reason to get the fuck out. I don't know. Right. That's just some things. Because no, I just don't know if Lauren's really dead. No, nah, no. Nah, okay. We ain't see Lauren die. But you right. right. F.A., I mean, Effie can mm-hmm. um use Lauren as a as a as a bargaining chip or she knows Tariq's style and you know what I'm saying this is you know to foil his plan because Tariq again may have wanted her dead via mm-hmm. proxy you know what I'm saying right and with her popping back up alive you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying then it will fool whatever he thought he had going on. Now, that's just one way to look at it. Maybe Tyreek really did care and really was in love and really did want to tuck her away safely. You know what I'm saying? But, eh, you know what I'm saying? Why he ain't do that shit himself? Right. <laughs> he got all See. of them. He going to call his, you know, this, the homie who he know was on the wire, like you said, who he know working with Kane. To do it, right. to do the job, to, you know what I'm saying? He already know mm-hmm. that that yeah. Brayton was going to tell Kane and Kane was going to, you know what I'm saying, execute the, the mission. Mm-hmm. So, again. Yeah, Tariq's smart. And maybe Effie is smart, too. Nah, Effie's smart. We know that. We know that. They both was a choke. It was both there. I remember, I remember that. I was, that was clear in the beginning. She was like, not only do I move weight, I'm very smart. I remember that shit. Mm. And she, she was encouraging the smartness in Diane. She was like, mm-hmm. you should go to school. You're smart. I know. I know smart people. Mm-hmm. Um, any other predictions for the finale? Mm. Um. I'm. I mean, I don't have no prediction, but I. I, I mean, I want to see what Tate do with the pitches. You know, what I'm saying I want to see how Tate play that and get his. You know, his his mm-hmm. time back in the light. Right. You know, what I'm saying so. I'm interested in that. How that's gonna play out with 
with Brayton, racist daddy, who tried to shoot Tariq in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, definitely. I forgot all about that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, That's what he should have said. Yo, your pops tried to kill me, fam. Remember that? You right. should have said that. Right, you know yeah. what I mean? So I'm interested to see how that play out. Um, mm-hmm. Well, you know, you know, Brayton Brothers, you know, just loose loose at the lips, so. See what mm-hmm. what's gonna go on in that world. I don't I don't think you're gonna get murked though. Um, I I want to see how this this uh, Lorenzo shit play out. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. I I you know if we could lose Lorenzo, I wouldn't you know what I mean? lose. Yeah, him. cause he ain't really doing much. Nah. He was better when he was in jail. In jail, you know what, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he was more interesting when he you know what I mean behind the wall. Right now, it just at the head of the table. He is so boring. Ain't got too much going on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they ain't, yeah, they ain't do too much with his writing. I mean, but, uh, you know, he might he might get rocked. He kind of he kind of upset me. To you know what he what he was in the Maserati the other show or whatever. You know what I'm saying? He had something uh-huh. fresh. But then when they uh-huh. when they was running through the traps, they you know, he had that challenger with the basic rims on it, with the basic wheels. <laughs> like, oh, come on, man. You could at least had a scat pack or SRT, something. Like, God, at least. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You in the rental car version. This is why this is why he must die. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Sixteen That's inch funny. rims and shit. Like nigga. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, man. It might have been you the had all this caps. time behind bars to plan your motherfucking arrival. <laughs> Here you come with the bullshit. <laughs> yeah, nigga. And That's you know what I'm saying? In real life, hey, okay, you plan it low key, but we watching power. You know what I'm saying? Right. Shit, the baby girl had on Chanel going to foster care. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. I was right, disappointed right, right. in the challenger. <laughs> right, right. Oh man, that's hilarious. So, <laughs> so he could go. Uh, actually, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see how yeah. how um Mecca turns out. Dante Spears turns out as the evil mm-hmm. snitch. It's funny how they play yeah. it like a superhero movie, and instead of it being like the evil scientist that is going rogue, <laughs> yeah, you know I'm saying the evil yeah. military guy that just you know went right. awol. Right, took some right. potion the, to be super. He's like the evil mm-hmm. snitch. <laughs> yeah. The bane of the power universe. Uh-huh. <laughs> tell your father. When you get to hell, tell your father. I said, what's up? <laughs> Appreciate That's hilarious. <laughs> right, right, right. Good looking out. Like, you ain't going to hell. Nigga, you be there too. Stop playing. We all going to be in that motherfucker. Oh, so Anyway. So, uh, so I shit, like how yeah. they playing as almost superhero-esque in a way. From yeah. a from a street perspective, I got a feeling Dante and Lorenzo might get rocked. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be mad at that. Round. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, be mad. They might at that. kill each other. Some shit like that. Uh, I'm curious to see what Lawrence going to. I think I think it's all going to end the very last scene. They're going to all wind up in canonical studies, and Lauren is going to be the professor. You like, ah, look at this shit. Lauren gonna walk on the board. She's gonna walk right on the board. I'm back. Right. And niggas gonna be like, look at this shit. Right. Anyway. But then one uh, more one more thing now that I think about it. Go ahead. Maybe Effie did save Lauren because she knew mm-hmm. how Tyreek felt about him. Mm. Mm. All right. A little pity three way. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. 
empathy menage. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I th- I don't know if she did that just off the strength of Tariq just having a thing for her. Maybe. No, maybe no, I'm just, just saying, to be nice. Maybe she, you know, he, he spit it to her in a real way. Like, you know, she's a real mm-hmm, person mm-hmm. and she wouldn't, she ain't in this like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know her, blah, 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 blah. She did, you know what I'm saying? I think they alluded to her doing it, but I think her going back to the spot, you know what I'm saying? Right. Waltzing in easy, getting all the way undressed, you know what I'm saying, and cozying up to the goddamn canoodle pose mm-hmm. is is showing her soft, softer side and showing mm. you know what I'm saying the emotion in the in the scene for whatever reason. Either she's a sociopath, just gonna kill somebody and then go love on her boyfriend, <laughs> or maybe they right. trying to throw us the you know what I'm saying the nod that maybe. She did the right thing. Right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, shit, I think that's it. Word you know what? Till next week, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even an enemy. To get in the conversation. We out. Mm-hmm.